Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hi, Sorabelle. Thank Hello. you so much for being our special guest today. I would love to invite you. Will you please introduce yourself? Tell everybody who you are and share a little bit about all the amazing things that you're doing in the world. I don't think we have time to hit every single item because you're doing so much. But can you share with everybody who you are and what it is that you're passionate about? So my name is Soribel Martinez. I am a licensed clinical psychotherapist. I'm also the CEO and owner of SM Psychotherapy and Counseling Services, bestseller, and in process of writing a solo book that's going to be launching in March. So stay tuned. And there is so much that I'm doing. I am such a creator. You know, I'm very creative in my mind and I need to be busy. I just went back to school to finish my doctorate because I am so passionate about creating legacy. My grandmother was illiterate until she became an adult and my uncle taught her how to read and write. And she's one of those women that I admire so much because even though she was illiterate, had five children, she went back to school and became a nurse and learned and, and, and learn about numbers. And like, she is, a, she's genius, right? So I'm so glad for her paving the path for me to be that strong woman that I am today. So those are a few of the things that I'm doing. I'm always doing something. <laughs> well, Sorabel has over 20 years experience being a psychotherapist. She manages her group practice. She sees her patients. She supports us as we grow our businesses. And so she's doing so many different things. She has her nonprofit side of her business. She's a best-selling author. We can keep up with you, Sorbel, but we can definitely take your advice and use it to support us as we go through our own journey. And we were talking a little bit earlier, Sorbel, about what it takes to be unbreakable as a person and also unbreakable in our businesses. And people might see you because when we see you, there is no doubt that you have such presence and gravitas. People see you and they don't know the full story of what Sorabel has been through. And they don't understand that Sorabel is just like me and just like you. And Sorabel has been through so much. Can you share just a tiny bit about some of the adversity that has pushed you to be the amazing woman that you are today? Thank you. You know, one thing that I, I do very little in my life is to allow the past to be what defines me. I believe that every adversity, every situation that I have gone through in my life is just an opportunity for me to grow stronger, be a better person, better, a better human, connect more with God, with my own values in spirituality, my family, my son, and really create the legacy that I decided I wanted to create when I was seven years old. I decided that I was going to be a leader when I was seven. Funny enough, you know, at seven years old, uh, standing there looking at the star, I was like, one day I'm going to be a business owner. And one day I'm going to be a leader. And one day I'm going to write a story. But by the way, God, you know what? I need something to write about. 
right? I didn't know what I was asking for. I, I didn't know as a seven-year-old what I was asking for. So in 2009, I unfortunately was diagnosed with two brain aneurysms. And it was a very difficult time in my life. And mainly, I think my, my biggest issue was my son. I felt like I was not here. He was not here long enough. And I was not here long enough with him for me to just leave a mother last. I want to be him, with him. I wanted to see him graduate from kindergarten and first grade and second grade. And now that he's in high school, that he's a sophomore and I see him like this young man, I'm like, I want to cry because it's like when I was going through the process of working on being here for him, I used to imagine my life with him here. There was no room to imagine me not being here. There was only room for me to be here. And that required me to go through a process of change and transformation in my mindset and my perspective, how I was looking at adversity in my life. And uh, a psychologist told me, you know what, sorry, Belle, if you keep thinking about death, you're going to die. You know that. You're a therapist. You know how that works. Whatever you decide is going to happen is what's going to happen. So after that one session, I say, you know what? It's true. I want life. I want to see my son graduate from kindergarten, first grade. And my son to this day, he really don't understand why I make a big deal out of like, he's starting sophomore year. Oh my goodness. Like he doesn't understand it. Right. But really, I created that vision when I was going through a really hard time in my life because I needed to co-create my future with God. And I felt that although I didn't have a control over if I was going to be alive or not, there were things that I had control of. My attitude towards adversity, how I was going to react and behave around adversity, how was I going to feel during the adversity? What were my values and belief systems during the adversity? Was I going to get in tune with my desires or I was going to just let life happen to me? I refused to let, let life happen to me. Until the last day of my life, I will continue to take the actions to create the life that I deserve. And when God decides that, hello, you have enough, I have enough. But I think that there's a lot of music inside of me that needs to be played before that day happens, right? So I chose to decide that I want life and that I was going to join God in that co-creative process so I could be here and only take control of the things that I could control like cutting my hair before they shaped my hair, like getting my affairs in order so my son was taken care of just in case, getting the best doctor that I could possibly get, getting my tribe together of women and support system that I needed to get through it. My aunt, my, my, I had an aunt that came all the way from Spain to take care of me and cook for me every single day. She used to massage my, my back, my feet. You know what I'm saying? Like pamper me, help me, maybe special juices and kind of like keeping that spirit, right? And I remember that the plan was that John would go, my son would go to one of my aunt's house for two weeks while I recuperated from surgery. But John and I had a very special bond, right? John and I, I, I breastfed John Anthony from day one. John Anthony had never had um, regular milk or formula or nothing. I was very dedicated to breastfeeding. It was so important to me. So 
that was the first time that he was really disattaching from me like that for a long period of time. And he was not having it. And he told my aunt, call my mommy. I want my mommy now. Three years old. And when my aunt calls me, he, she said, he wants to talk to you. I don't know what to tell you. I got on the phone. Hi, baby. How are you? I want you now, mommy. Come and pick me up. I want to go home. I want to be with you. And that was another decision that I needed to make because, oh, I didn't really want him to see me this way, right? But what is more important? That they learn how to go through adversity with us or that they're away from us and still get traumatized, right? So I made the decision that, okay, he wants to be here. Unless I want, I want him here too. So when he saw me, he was like, mommy, you look like a monster. Are you a monster? In that moment, that broke my heart internally. But I had to find the strength to say, no, mommy just had a procedure and mommy is healing. But if you want to go to auntie house, you can while mommy gets better. And he said, no, I want to be with you. So these are the things that are so important. That when we are in the middle of the adversity, we understand. And I believe like two and two is four, that everything that happens in my life has a purpose. And that no matter what, how hard the storm may be, there's always someone in that ship with me, making sure that I'm okay. And maybe just before that ship is going to tilt over, he can come and rescue me. So step one, get quiet. Go deep inside of you. Sometimes there's a lot of noise. People were like, but sorry, Bell, why are you? But God showed me that you shouldn't have the surgery. But ta 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 uh uh too much noise. I needed to go inward. Because when the universe wants to communicate with you, he doesn't need translators. He doesn't need intermediate, he doesn't need nobody to intermediate between you and him. You can ask, and I said, show me the path. Show me the resources. Put the right people in front of me. And then I found Dr. Kurushi. And when I met Dr. Kurushi, you know, I'm very sassy and fresh. And I go to Dr. Kurushi and he said, hi, how are you? And I was already a little bit like, because I have seen so many doctors and none of them were, they, none of them convinced me. And I already knew so much about brain aneurysms that I, all I needed to learn was just to do the surgery. I knew everything about it. I researched, I read the books. I, I was like, I knew about it. So I was a little, and I said to him, so Dr. Kurushi, I'm a therapist. If you come to me and you ask me for help, do you want me to help you or you want to find your own help? And then he said, Hmm, you that kind of a client, right? You that kind of client. I say, yes, I am. I know everything. He says, I need two weeks to study your, your films and you need to come back in two weeks before I can give you any answers. I came back two weeks later and when he started talking to me, he got a piece of paper and a pencil and started drawing. And I said, he knows what he's talking about. And I decided that day that I was going to do the surgery. And I believe that he was the best person for me. I think that God sent him to me. And he was right here in Hartford, right here in Hartford. So I went into surgery on September 24th. 
That was a Friday. Monday morning, I went home walking on my own feet. When the statistics said that I was supposed to be dead or paralyzed or this and the other, I didn't want to hear it. I told Dr. Kurushi, just give me the paper and I signed them. Don't worry. So you have to go within. Say the prayers that most support you. Make a decision to identify the tribe that you need to support you, whether it's the professional, friends, health, free, you know, whatever they are, just identify that tribe that's going to carry you through. And also, you need to make a decision to know what you want. You know, something that I find a lot in women that I work with is like women don't know what we want. A lot of times we we don't even, we can't even decide what we want to put on. We don't know what we want for dinner. We don't know what we want to go on vacation. We don't know what kind of husband we want. We don't know what kind of car we want. What kind of we struggle with these things because society has said that maybe we are the weakest link. But I am here to show that we're not. So when you know what you want, you would then able to create a plan, put a plan in place. What are the things that you need to do? I was telling a client yesterday, okay, we've been talking a lot for many weeks. Now you need to show me what is the first step that you're going to take? What is the first thing that you can take, do today to make a difference in your life? Because manifestation has the action you can never manifest what you desire if you're sitting in the corner crying and feeling bad about yourself and feeling bad that things are not working out. And, and oh my God, I have a brain aneurysm among my God. And, and life is so just happening to me and it's so bad. I am a victim of my circumstances. You are never a victim of your circumstances. You're only a victim when you decide not to be victorious. But when you decide that victory is yours, you will always win. So create that plan, take the action, activate that GPS inside of you. And that GPS needs to have you identify where you are in your life. How did you get there? And once you understand how you got there, I knew how I got there. I got there because I was living very comfortable. I was very comfortable. I was in my comfort zone. I was living my life just like if. Everything was great. Everything was great, but I was not made to just sit in my comfort zone. And the women that win in the world are women who are out of the comfort zone. And when the universe says that you don't want to take the step into the stretch of the growth, he sends adversity to stretch you out so you can get to the other side. And I learned that. So you need to know where you at and you need to know where you're going and then activate the GPS and make sure that you're taking every single step of the things that you have control of because the universe is always working for you. I always tell that you're always working for me. You're always moving, doing what you got to do. He always working for us. The problem is that if you don't do your part, then you can't see the manifestation because the action belongs to you and to me. You say, Soribel, that adversity is the push we need to get to the next level. And the tips that you've given us are get quiet. That's tip number one. Tip number two, make your connection with 
whatever your higher power is for you, you talk about using prayer, God, the universe, and asking for guidance. Step three, knowing your support system and making a decision about what sort of support you need. Step four, know your desire and make a decision. Step five, make a plan and be determined. Make a plan that activates your inner GPS. And then your bonus step is take action based on what is in your power. Take control of the things that you have control of. And these steps you've said apply, whether we're talking about our life, our personal lives, or whether we're talking about our business growth. And I feel like this is just so interesting because a lot of it, a lot of this is things that we kind of know, but maybe we're not putting into action. I want to call in one of our guests to just give us some feedback about what you have been getting from what Sorbel has been saying. Uh, Adam, would you mind unmuting and sharing with everybody who you are, what you do, and just how this conversation is resonating with you? So my name's Adam Lang. I am the founder of The Clearest You. I do some similar work. I'm not a, a licensed clinician, but I do work with people who've experienced a lot of trauma. So I understand a lot of what she's saying. I also am a big believer in the concept of warrior and victorious. I think those are really important things. So when I work with clients, I also equally focus on the idea of more action-related steps. I, I think that's a key component of what she was talking about is mm -hmm. really taking action. And that I come from a slightly different place where I don't believe necessarily we're going to find what we're looking for in the quiet of ourselves. I actually believe we always need guides. We always need people to help lead us in the right direction. And that often God does need an interpreter to come through for us, especially when we're in pain or trauma. But I love what she does. I know that she's going to be, she's obviously been doing it for forever and has amazing capacity to work with the people that are right for her. And so I absolutely love listening to the energy of another person, helping people find their power and really recognizing different things. For me, I'm also think it's really important to celebrate and learn to celebrate because I feel like it's something that we haven't really learned how to do or talk about anymore. So I think that's kind of another piece is that I feel like she's a type of person who will teach someone how to celebrate, but I don't feel like she mentioned it. Celebrate. So, it's true. I didn't mention that. It's I true. But I, you know what? Adam, thanks for reminding us about that. Because if I know one thing about Sorvel is that she is always the one reminding me to celebrate. I call Sorvel. She's like, yep, I'm getting my nails done. <laughs> I'm a big believer in celebrating all the things. Yes. All the things. We should never wait for someone else to acknowledge all the things that we do, little, big, medium, it doesn't matter to me. I celebrate just being here, just like waking up, just that every day is a celebration for me. It is. 
even when I'm writing the chapters of the book, it's like a celebration of life or gratefulness of everything. Like celebration is a huge, especially women. We don't, we don't recognize our, the work that we do a lot. We don't celebrate ourselves a lot. We don't acknowledge so much right. all the things that we do. So it is really important to celebrate. And, and a lot of women don't ask people to celebrate with them. That's true. Even if they're celebrating, they do it privately. Whereas they'll be the first people to celebrate someone else. And so it's, it's really about recognizing that you, sometimes people don't know that they need to be celebrated. So you need to ask someone to celebrate you. And I think that's a key component as well. And asking because, the right people and asking the right people in your tribe to celebrate. Right. That's and I think that's a key portion as well, yes. asking people that can celebrate you in the right ways. And that's a, that's a key component, really being clear on yourself, clear on what you need, clear on how you're supported. I think that's a, it's a big conversation that people are like, wait, you mean I have a right to decide who celebrates with me, oh, who yeah. supports me? Oh, like yes. even having that conversation that they have a right to say, yes, that person can celebrate with me or no. I don't want you a part of my celebration. That big no word is so essential and such an unused tool on someone's really shown how to use it properly. Yeah, it's true. What, one of the things that I realize is that a lot of it is cultural. A lot of it is built into the way that we're raised. So I'm trying to change things a little bit with my family where I invite my kids every day I ask them maybe I ask them in the morning ask them again in the evening what are you most proud of yourself for what is it that has happened today that makes you proud of yourself what do you want us to celebrate and my little one thinks it's a game and my older one thinks I'm just lame. Hey, that rhymed. But, <laughs> but I feel like I'm giving them permission from this early age, permission that I don't feel like I got to celebrate their wins and to embrace the things about them that are good and to focus on that because in that gratitude, there is, like you talk about Sorabel, manifestation of even more good. What you focus on expands. And psychologically for children, yes. you don't want them to depend so much on what somebody else think that mm -hmm. they're good at or how proud they are of them. They need to learn how to be proud of themselves. Yeah. And understanding that they're doing the work. I don't go to school every day and be a great student. My, he's doing it. So you should be proud of that. I say, you should be proud of yourself. Yes. For example, my, my son has a, a coach and I see how he goes to his appointment with his coach. Like, And I always say, aren't you proud of yourself that you're so responsible to go to your meetings and get what you need? Like um, that you should be proud of yourself. And often I restrain myself from saying I'm proud of him because I want him to be proud of him. I love that. I love that. Sorbel, we're almost out of time, but I would love for you to give us one piece of homework, just one thing that we can do once we leave this show to improve our lives and improve our businesses and to make ourselves unbreakable. Just one last piece of homework. I want you to grab your journal. 
get maybe some meditation music on. Go to a um, safe pace for you and do a self-evaluation of where you are right now in 2022. And once you evaluate where you at, how you got there, I want you to identify what did you want in 2023 for your life and for your business. And once you do that, I want you to think about activate your imaginations of what it is that you desire for you in 2023. How do you want to feel in 2023? How do you want to behave in 2023, right? And how are you going to think next year? And do that in your journal. That's powerful homework there. And Sarabelle, when we do that and we have done that evaluation, what is going to be the value of that for us? Everyone needs to know where they are standing. You can never get a car to get to a specific address to New York if you don't tell the GPS where the car is standing in that moment. Try it. Go to New York and tell the GPS to take you to New York and don't give the GPS some information. It won't go anywhere. So you need to tell the GPS, your internal GPS, this is where I'm at. This is how I got here. But this is where I want to be. Now, God, guide me to get the step-by-step-by-step-by-step process to get to my destination. And you will get a plan in place. That step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step is the plan that you need to create to bridge the gap between where you are to where you want to be. So turn left, turn right, continue straight ahead. That's right. It's awesome. It has been such a pleasure talking to you, Sarvel. I want to say thank you to Adam for also tuning in today with us and giving us the benefit of his perspective, reminding us to celebrate. I hope that you'll tune in next time for our show when we have another amazing guest. And in the interim, if you'd love to get a gift from Sorabelle and to connect more deeply with her, I invite you to go to growsmarternotharder.com slash bundle. There is a beautiful gift from Sorabelle to you and also 15 other gifts from some of our other guests. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in today. And I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.